Forte Catholic Radio. This is your host, Taylor Stroll. And boy, oh boy, do I have something in store for you today, friends. Our favorite Italian, Mr. Sean McAfee, is on the show today. And for once, he is not in another country. He is not in Italy. He has finally been extradited back to the United States, and he is in custody of the U.S. government right now. Sean McAfee, welcome back to America, my friend. You know, it's really funny you point all that out, uh, because guess guess where I am? Where? I'm right in Fort Leavenworth. I, I know, that was the joke. I didn't know if we could say that, but I knew that it would be a good joke to you. you know, the federal penitentiary, the state penitentiary, <laughs> the military prison. So there's every reason to be here and extradited. You finally got your joke. Uh, finally. I've been making the same joke for nine months, and it finally actually paid off. I'm proud of us, frankly, as a unit. We finally did it. We came around, and we are here. So next you're, you're gonna next for the future. Now you're gonna say escape from prison or something. Right. Uh, thanks for giving away my joke for next month. <laughs> That's how long it takes me to make these dumb jokes. Usually, I, yeah. like I conjure them up over the course of a month, and then I use all two of them on the show whenever you come back. You came all the way to America. You've been stuck here for a month, uh, but I hear they're releasing you pretty soon. Yep, I go back home next Saturday. Takes uh, about 24 hours to go home, so I'll be home on Sunday. Oh wow! So, what is the biggest thing that you missed about America that you were excited to have experienced over the last few weeks? Uh, probably some of the American food. You know, like getting like uh, like tomorrow I'm going out and getting some Cajun food, or just some like Chick Fil A or Culver's, or getting some you know just regular American food, like some hot wings or some ribs or something. This, Things nobody else does like American Americans do. Yeah, speaking of that food, you committed heresy the other day, which I know for a Catholic speaker and author and like the creator of this great Catholic website called Epic Pew, you spoke heresy, and I want to bring it out into the open. You said to myself and JJ, uh, who is also here in Texas, that your Fort Leavenworth barbecue was better than Texas. That's absolute blasphemy. I rended my garments when I heard it, and that puts me in great company because you know everyone that rendered their garments in Scripture was a good person. Right. Okay. So, <clears throat> a Caiaphas, by the way. So, no, I did not say that that was better. I said, oh, it's the best, making general statement. You said, oh, you're going to hell. I don't remember what you said. <laughs> Texas barbecue was better. And I said, well, it's a matter of opinion. You said, nope, well, your opinion is wrong. And I said, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm glad but it's okay. So here's the, here's the, the real uh, truth behind this, the, the story and why I brought it up is because when someone says something heretical, uh, you need to go to them in fraternal correction and then hopefully they will repent, which is what you did. I just wanted to use you as a great example of what we as Christians should do whenever we make a mistake. And now you're bringing me, you're skipping the step and you're bringing me out into public for correction. Well, uh, that's what this radio show is for. So I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Just not talk about anything. Nope. No. Nope. So your other question, you're going to go the other, the other side of, okay. of America. So uh, what do you, you're like, move on, dude. Stop bragging. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sean McAfee now running the Forte Catholic radio show. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that would be fun or terrible. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so what is the, Biggest thing about, like, okay, I know you're going to say your family, you miss your family. That's the right thing to say, and it's true. I know that you miss your family. But what is the thing about Italy in general that you miss over the last few weeks? Oh, I was, I thought you were going to ask, like, what do I dislike about America after being back? Um, well, I mean, if you're running the show, you can answer that question if you'd like. Uh, Italy, the, the greatest thing I miss is probably all the sightseeing. Going to uh, great big churches, uh, the sightseeing, being able to go and do a bunch of stuff without having to pay a lot of money. You heard it here first. Sean McAfee said there's nothing to see in America. So what do you dislike about America, Sean? Stoplights. Stoplights. <laughs> Easy question. By far, stoplights. So are there not stoplights in Italy? There are. Um, not very many, though. 
Um, maybe in Rome is probably where you see them the most, but otherwise it's mostly roundabouts and better constructed cities to keep traffic moving. You never really have to stop. And uh, now they got this thing on cars, on my rental car, you stop at a stoplight, the engine shuts down. And then once you press the gas, it just starts right back up immediately. I'm like, oh my gosh, my car just turned off. And they're like, sir, that's the automatic automatic engine shutdown. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, but stoplights, they're, uh, it feels like they're so unnecessary. And you spend probably, I don't know, what, uh, 15% of your time driving at a stoplight? That's All depends on the length of your car drive, Sean. That's how percentages work. Yeah, and where it is, especially <laughs> in the city. I can't stand roundabouts. I think they're the dumbest thing in the world. I, I don't understand how to use them. Other than, like, driving in circles. Like, Essentially, that was a powerful statement. I I hate them, but I don't understand them. Right. <laughs> so, like, essentially, there's a roundabout literally the street next to where I work now, and how we it, we don't know how to use them here. So we just use them like a four way right. stop. Like I drive up to it, I'm just like, like t- using my hand to like flag them through. I don't know. Am I who's supposed to go? Am I supposed to go? Are you supposed to go? I, I don't know. It's it's real simple. If you're in the circle, you have the right of way. But what if we all come to the circle at the same time? Who goes then? Then enter slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's talk about Jesus. And by that, I mean the movie Aladdin. Have have you seen the new remake of Aladdin yet? I haven't, but I'm I'm a huge fan of the old one. I haven't seen it either. I think I'm going to take my family here pretty soon. There's a, like a lot of family movies coming out. There's there's uh, Aladdin, and then there's The Lion King, and like Toy Story 19 or whatever they're on now. Like there's so many family movies coming Lion out. Lion King is getting re-released. Yeah, they're they're doing a live like a live action like with lions, <laughs> live action remake with it. <laughs> they taught these lions how to like fall off cliffs, you know, after their brothers betray them and. It's, it's yeah. really competitive. The craziest part is like they had to keep recasting Timon and Pumbaa because the Simba lion kept eating them. It was very strange. <laughs> that, that, that does cause a dilemma. <laughs> very, very much so. So no, they're doing, they're doing a live remake of that. But um, I haven't seen Aladdin yet. I, I, I want to try to go uh, this week. I had this like spiritual insight the other day and immediately I thought of Aladdin because that's how my brain works. So you know that scene in Aladdin where um what's the what's the main character's name uh um i think it's aladdin oh yeah that's right okay so aladdin is on his magic carpet why don't you come with me little girl on a magic carpet ride that's where that song was made actually they made it they made it in uh i almost said baghdad what's the city that they're in (laughs) um azkaban uh, ask, uh, I was going to say Azkabar. <laughs> what is it called? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Agrabah. Ag- Agrabah. It's like, yeah, I'm very aggravated. Which is funny because agri- agri- you know, agriculture, there's like no trees, no nothing. It's in the middle of the desert, but it's agri. Yes. That's, it's not English. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, so uh, he's on his magic carpet and he's floating right outside uh the princess's uh like deck i guess you would call it the plateau i'm not sure but which by the way is a very strange thing to do if you ever get a magic carpet don't use it to fly up to a girl's room that's very creepy but anyway apparently it was very romantic things were acceptable in the early 90s that aren't acceptable now you mean the actual 90s like the year 90 i don't know when this was set <laughs> So he goes, he he floats on up there, and he's like, you know, like, I can show you the world, you know, or whatever he says. But he says, do you trust me? And he holds out his hand and says, do you trust me? And all she can see is him floating on, like, the 80th floor of this this building. And it's like, uh, no, probably not, actually. I don't want to. He's, like, wanting her to step out on what he knows is the magic card, but, but she doesn't know that it's there. She's confused by this whole thing. And he says, do you trust me? Like, I'm going to put on uh, my parenting hat for all the young ladies out there. The answer in that scenario is no. And you walk back into your room, you lock it, and you call the authorities or your father so he can get a shotgun. But for the sake of this story, she says yes. Okay. <laughs> kind of quizzically, because it was the second time he asked if he trusts her. Or she trusts him. The first was whenever she escaped the castle or whatever. 
So she almost got her hand cut off. Thief! <laughs> it was a very romantic callback. We'll go with that. So yeah. jokes aside, he says, uh, do you trust me? And she does. And then we get one of the greatest duets of all time because she said yes. Like she trusted him, even though she couldn't see that there was a magic carpet. Like, I don't even know if that would have helped. Right. Oh, of course. It's a magic carpet. I could stand on. But she did trust him because they had built this relationship, like you mentioned, um, in the whenever she was going to get her arm cut off. Like, he's the hero, and he saved her. But uh, I started thinking about, okay, this is going to be strange for you, but I want you, to, I want you to try this. We are all Jasmine, Sean. We are all mm. Jasmine in our relationship with God. And God is Prince Ali. Fabulous he, Ali Ababwa. Allah, that's the... <laughs> Word oh for gosh! <laughs> Have to go back. <laughs> go back, uh, Jack. We need to go back. Do you ever watch Lost? Totally different thing. Let's keep talking about Aladdin. Okay, so I started thinking about trust, and I and I went to uh, a friend of mine, uh, old producer Sam. You remember producer Sam, right? Yeah. You liked producer Sam. She doesn't want to be called old producer Sam, though. <laughs> yes, she does. She actually, uh, it was in her contract. That she said, if I ever leave, I would like to be called old producer Sam. Call me old. Or OPS for short. Uh, so the good thing is that whatever, whenever she left, it got you a job. And now you're now you're the co-host. Congratulations. Right. So anyway. Uh, Still expecting that check in the mail. You haven't been getting them? <laughs> nope. Oh, it must be a... It, it must be a strange Italy thing. Uh, we'll try to work that out with the Postal Service. Uh, you know what happened was the Postal Service got confused because there was a roundabout by my job, and they didn't know how to do the roundabout, so it must have gotten uh, lost in there. I'll have to talk about. with them. He's actually still driving in circles in the roundabout, so I'll go ask him tomorrow. Legend. <laughs> so uh, she was actually giving a talk a few, a few weeks ago, and I was, I was listening to good old producer Sam talk, and she was talking about Genesis chapter 3. You know what happens in Genesis chapter 3, Mr. Catholic author? The fall. The fall, or autumn, as they say in Europe. So they eat the fruit. We've all heard this, right? Uh, what's interesting, like, that's such a big story. Like, what are the main things that you think of whenever you hear that story? I say the fall, you think? Uh, shame. Shame. What else? Uh, fig leaves. Fig leaves. I think apple. I think... Uh, nakedness. Nakedness. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, uh, birthing, like birthing pains. Yeah, like curses, like all the curses that they get. Right. There's this one part that I never, that really never really stuck out to me. And old producer Sam was talking about it. She said, "Where God comes to them, they're hiding in the fig leaves because they realized that they were naked. God walks up to them and asks them, who told you you were naked? Like who told you this? Right? God is perfectly trustworthy. He's never done anything to them to prove that he wasn't. And she started like going on this theme and she was like, like, who told you that? Like, what did I do to make you not trust me? Because I told you, I created all of this and it was good. And I made it for you. There was one rule <laughs> name. Like, uh, don't eat this specific fruit. What did I do to make you think I wasn't trustworthy? And I was like, wow, like that's super powerful. Have we done that? Like, there's nothing that God has done to tell me, to tell you, to tell anybody listening that we shouldn't trust him. And yet we still do this same thing. We all have these little things that hold us back, these little beliefs that hold us back so that we can't take the next step in our faith. Like, oh, I'm not holy enough to be a leader. I'm not uh, holy enough to talk about my faith. I'm not a good enough speaker to talk about it. I'm not a good enough. I'm just going to sin again. Right. Exactly, 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 exactly. So it's, it got me thinking, it's like, okay, the situations and the things that I struggle with, asking myself that same question from God. What did God do to make me not trust him with X? I think for me, there's, there's this thing like, like what you were saying. We've said the big yeses. It's like, oh yeah, God, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to be a Catholic missionary. I'm going to be a Catholic radio host and speaker and worship leader. Like for you, it's like, I'm going to be a Catholic author. I'm going to make this great Catholic website. I'm going to do all the, and like, we've done the big yeses, but then the smaller yeses become harder because we've already made the big ones. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm already a, a Catholic radio host. It's like, I can kind of slack off on my prayer a little bit. As you're hearing this for the first time, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I guess I hear what you're saying is that uh, it's more important to focus on the small things. 
small yeses while ascertaining the importance of the big yeses, of course. But it's a, it's that paradox, you know, you can say those big yeses and it's a, you're always going to be kept in the, um, the cycle of, of having those hard yeses or those hard small yeses be hard because those are individual decisions. Yeah. Right. There's no sin that's not chosen to be sin. Mm, that's a cool and thought. Then, and then St. Thomas Aquinas says that everybody sins in the effort of doing good. Nobody sins thinking they're doing the wrong thing. That's a tough one to get past too. Yeah. I'm like stunned into silence. I'm like, ow, that hurt my heart in a good way. I think I'm going to be a better person now because Sean McAfee <laughs> opened his mouth. Hi. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sean McAfee and I like to ruin the moment. Okay. So <laughs> it, it was just so interesting, like thinking about God's presence when they had messed up. Usually when we mess up, we think God, we hear him ask like, who told you you were naked? But it's like, this was coming from a place of heartbreak for him. It's like, who, who yeah. told you, who told you this? Like, I love you and I want what's best for you. Who told you anything else? Who told you that you weren't good enough? I love you and I want what is best for you. Sean, we are going to take a small little break and then we're going to, we, we are going to come back whenever I can make full sentences again. We're going to be talking to uh, our friends at Dude Catholic. Going to be talking about uh, keeping up on this theme of trust. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. John, have you ever read a thesaurus? I've used one. But never read cover to cover? Nope. Well, I have. I read the thesaurus cover to cover last week, and boy, let me tell you, there's some great words in there. The one that comes to my mind first, though, when I think about you, is voluptuous. And why I mean that... You didn't think of me until the very end? Until V. I'm very self-centered. But when I look at your beard, I think voluptuous. Do you use any, any product in that beard? Catholic beard balm. You absolutely do, and that is why your beard is voluptuous. I, too, use Catholic beard balm, and it is amazing. Do you have a wife? I do. I don't know why I'm asking questions I know the answer to, and it's just you and I here. But anyway, (laughs) does your wife have skin? Yes, but she doesn't have a beard. Where are you going? She doesn't need a beard, because there's also (laughs) things from Catholic Balm Co. for people who don't have beards, like lip balm. Most people have lips. Um, I I would assume your wife does as well, to go along with her skin, and there's there's lotion for that too. You can get all of this stuff at a discount from ForteCatholic.com slash beard. Now I know, I just said it's not just for beards, but it's the URL that I went with. I'm very sorry. Do you accept my apology, Sean? Yes. All right, back to the show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and as this music is playing, our Hispanic guest is doing a samba, or a, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's a beautiful type of dance. It is so much fun, and of course, I'm talking about the one and only Sean McAfee. I'm just kidding. He's doing not, a samba. Uh, he's the samba. The native dance of Scotland. The na- <laughs> No, we are joined instead. Well, not instead. Sean's still here, too. But we are joined by the dancing man from Dude Catholic, one of the hosts, half of Dude Catholic. I don't know if he's the dude part or the Catholic part, but Adrian is here at long last. Adrian, what's going on, my man? Not much. A little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. And I was saying the Hispanic population will not appreciate you saying that because I dance far too badly to be claimed by any particular segment of the population. Well, good. I thought they were going to be mad at me for other reasons, but I'm glad they're mad at you. Oh, they're always mad at you for some reason. You really cling on to that not dancing well thing, though. The the, the Hispanic half of my house is uh, usually pretty mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, wife. You're untouchable, man. What's great? House Schroll. House Casa de Schroll. It's so funny. Okay, so dude Catholic, you're you're talking about (laughs) what it means to be a man, what it means to be a father. So this actually fits. So uh, we've talked before about how when we're naming our kids, like the Hispanic side of my family wants to name the babies something Hispanic. And like we try to meet in the middle and this sort of thing, right? But it was yeah. like, so we named our daughter after Mary Magdalene, Magdalene Marie Schroll. 
and Marie is a is a name in my family. Maria is a name in my wife's family. But it's like it's just such like it's like we want to we want to help out, but it's like you can't have a Hispanic name followed by Schroll. It's much too hard of a white yes. people name. Guadalupe Schroll. <laughs> like, I mean, as a teacher, I can tell you it's hard. <laughs> It's hard. Gonzalez Ramirez Schroll. Schroll. <laughs> it's so crazy. Okay, so it's uh, Schroll, man. Come uh, on, man. Uh, instead of continuing to dig this hole we've dug ourselves into, let's just jump out and start again, shall we? So, uh, Adrian, yes. you run this dude Catholic podcast. Which here's some backstory. You and I talk, like met like maybe a year and a half ago or so. That's what I was thinking. A year and yeah, a half. It was crazy, and we were got to know each other on social media, and then we were like, hey. We should like go on each other's shows. Like that's a thing that I love to do with other mm-hmm. podcasters. And so we tr- we tried to set it up, and we did half of it. I came on yeah, your you show, on the show August sixth of last year, and in pr- <laughs> in preparation of this episode, I went to listen to it because I was like, I have no idea what I said. It was a year ago. I-, I went on, and then over the next couple of weeks, we were like, okay, like here's when I'm recording this week's show. Can you come on? You're like, nope, I'm working. Okay, can you come on this week? Nope, I'm working. And like we did that dance, that samba together on on the Instagrams. We did it like every week for a few months and then it's got a little slower. And then like every now and then I'd reach out and be like, nope, very busy. And then I started to think like maybe he maybe he hates me. Uh, Maybe he doesn't like me. And and then you finally said yes. So why did you why did you finally say yes to come hang out with me? Well, here's the thing. I think you're embellishing a little on the whole reaching out part. I think never, I mentioned I, a couple I, of I've times. I've never like, hey, embellished on this show, sir. I, I, I have journalistic out. integrity. What's up? <laughs> I never embellished in this show. Ooh, young man. That's an elder millennial. I Sean think. told me that Kansas City barbecue is the best in the world and everything stucks. <laughs> Sean Connery. Oh, my gosh. I just saw the connection. Anyway, though. Nothing changed except that I'm unemployed right now. Well, not really. I'm a school teacher, so I have summers off. That's all there is. I'm just, I'm just waiting for a phone call to, uh, to be on podcasts and radio shows. That, that's all that's happening right now. Well, I'm happier on the show, but it is kind of strange that it's like, eh, I, I'm unemployed now, so I'll come hang out with you. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is untrue. That is embellished. It's fake news. It's Never. phony. Never. I am always available. Everyone is saying it. The smartest people are saying <laughs> I am always available. You're going to get yourself in trouble. This whole interview is going oh. to get all of us in trouble. It's why Sean muted himself. He's like, I want no part of this. <laughs> Frequently. Uh, okay, so, uh, dude, Catholic, we, I came on. We talked Man about fatherhood. Stuff. We talked about man stuff. We talked about how we're all s- don't enjoy killing cockroaches. We talked about uh, all sorts of things. So, uh, Flooded homes, knocking doors down. I mean, everything dad <laughs> and Catholic. Yeah, we, we talked about literally the story of last summer when I was gone for a week okay. and my kids got locked into a room two different days and my wife had to call the police to come knock down a door so my daughter could come out and the next day she was like i'm not calling the police again and she kicked down the door i'm like i'm proud of you honey other than like me sharing very odd stories and talking about cockroaches on your show like what's dude catholic all about dude catholic is all about just building community among men you know all the good podcast names for men were taken Catholic guy show, Catholic man show. I mean, we're from California, so we might as well go the dude direction, you know? Dude, so totally. That, that's kind of what we ended up doing and hopefully banking on someone making a mistake while entering Dude Perfect and just landing on our <laughs> podcast accidentally. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I, it's it's strange. Like, Dude Perfect, they sound a lot different in their videos, but I guess this is what they sound like in audio form. Just tell me that whenever we end this segment, we can say, dude. Get off my podcast. Oh, yes. I, th- I mean. So you need to say it from now on. Oh, I can't say it. I don't have that deep, manly Sean McAfee voice. Oh, that was not bad, though. Deep <laughs> You're like, never mind. I just did it. It was great. I didn't know. I didn't know I had it in me. It happened. It's pretty good. Uh, so what that, what, what y'all don't know is that, like, actually, Sean has a very, very girly voice. But every time he comes on in post production, I take all of his audio and I drop it down by about an octave to make him sound really, really good. Let's get a, let's get a sample of that audio real quick, Taylor. Okay, are you ready? 
All right, here, here it is. This is Sean's laugh, just naturally. <laughs> okay, uh, and here's here's Chris not laughing. Here's him just talking. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, Father, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's Sean and I praying together. I didn't know if you actually knew that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. None of it have I ever heard a thousand times on social media before. Ever. Oh, man. We just got one of those uh, famous Sean McAfee laughs where he just rears back, gets eight feet away from the microphone, and just laughs. Yes. He, he, he muted. Why, Sean, why did you mute yourself? You, stop. I am pretty proud of myself. Okay. Great timing, Taylor. Thanks thank for you, being ready. For thank, you, thank you so nice. much. This is going to be so hard to edit for you. Let me just tell you. I'm not, I'm not editing a second of this beautiful <laughs> oh, Sean stop muting your this mic is... <laughs> yes sir this is the dude catholic podcast basically my brother going on to talk about something deep and meaningful and then just ruining it with jokes <laughs> I mean that's we just poke fun at each other and we, we talk about deep stuff and then just follow up with something that breaks the mood completely and and we're trying to just relate to people I mean I, we can't do it by trying to be like other people or a certain segment of the population. We're just a couple of couple of uh, siblings that want to talk to men and speak to the hearts of men and lead men back to authentic manliness, which is basically living the life of a man through the struggles of life, falls short a bunch of times, but still ends up coming back to God. So this has been going on for about about two years now. Am I, am, am I right on that? About two years? About two years, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you've gotten people like reaching out to you some stories about the show. Like, what have been some of the favorite moments? Like, not necessarily on the show, but around the show. Like, people that have heard it and said something about it. You know, we judge a tree by its fruit, so we're gonna dr judge you by your fruit. And we're not talking about apples and oranges in here. What's some one of your favorite stories around the show? Like something that God's done through what you guys are doing. Well, I don't know if I have enough stories to share. I just have whenever people make contact, they're just like, you know, you're you're show kind of gets me through the week or I was going through a certain uh, certain issue with like anger or feeling lonely and then just just listening to the podcast I get I get a sense of belonging of community of knowing that that it's normal to go through these things even if it's not as, as common to most people it's still normal for me to feel a certain way and to trust in God through all of this look and I'm a man what I, what I hear lonely yeah not lonely <laughs> You're not the only one. You're not alone no. in your loneliness. Never. Never alone. I'm 40. I'm lonely. Sean, did you like so turn down your mic? You sound like you're 18,000 feet away. <laughs> I'm in the same position I always was. I don't think you are. I think you're doubly far away. I think that laugh made you go so far away that when you came back, and, like guys, Sean is crying. He's got like he got up, went and picked up a tissue. It's a smoke every time. It's great. <laughs> I just like totally walked away from the microphone just to belt out a laugh into my pillow. That was just way too funny. Oh. That's so, oh, you're, that's good stuff. you're such a strange man. Okay, one of the things that you and I were talking about whenever we were kind of getting this set up last night there were two main things the first one though is that i've heard from people that listen to this show that like they're just kind of going about their day and listening in the car listening on podcasts and all of a sudden i yell at the beginning or sean laughs at you know eighty thousand decibels and like there's something that's shocking and i finally got to experience that through your podcast the other day you shared this video and it was a promo video and like so you know how like if you're scrolling through instagram like everybody knows yeah. this this experience the pictures obviously don't make noise because they're pictures. But then the videos, like, will have music that plays. And, like, usually I have those, like, <laughs> muted by default. You're like, you know, you can set that. And yeah. I'm sitting in my house. It was dark outside. Sometime last night or the night before, so, so dark outside. And it's so quiet in my house. You could hear a pin drop. And I'm just scrolling through my feed. And apparently it was just a bunch of pictures in a row because I didn't hear anything. And all of a sudden, I get to your post and it has music playing behind it. It's just like, like it's just it's this death metal playing. Then like this super loud electric guitar. I'm like, ah, I have no idea what just happened. I thought I was being attacked. Um, oh yes. So thank you for that experience. It was beautiful. Oh, for no me. problem. You know, I did it with that intention that some people might get shocked a little bit at the uh, at the sound of the uh, of the promo it'd get their attention 
And I didn't know it was going to backfire on me because I was doing the same thing. And as I scrolled up, it scared the crud out of me. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, well played because it just it bit me in the butt. Like I can't even. I was going to say something about surprise, but then I, I realized I can't because there's kids listening. So we're just going to move on to the second point. So like <laughs> Sean and I talked in the first segment about trust. And uh, it was interesting because you, without even knowing what we we're going to talk about, I was like, hey, what can we talk about other than like just the podcast? Like what, what's been on your heart? And you were like trust and i was like oh wow like trust taking a new job like you mentioned like you are uh currently unemployed but you're taking this new job how has trust been a challenge and a growth place for you in these last few months so i've been uh i've been discerning about getting a another job just because i'm looking at how difficult it is to support a family on a catholic school teacher's salary and and i got the i got the experience you know i've been i've been in catholic education for about 12 years I've also uh, been preparing to be a better teacher. And so that involved getting a master's degree, a teaching credential here in the state of California. I know in some states you don't need one to teach, but here we do because they want to make sure we're in liberal theology. I mean, philosophy. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I've said too much. Um, What are you going to do? Fire me? Anyway. um, They can't find you. You're unemployed. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm I'm done. I already Uh, quit. So I just kind of, I started applying just to see what happened. And lo and behold, someone called back and I did an interview. They loved And then even though I put do not contact employer on the application, what do they do? Contact the employer. You know, so they did. And then they're like, hey, so what's going on? I'm like, "Uh, well, and then I had to basically say that I was looking for another job. And so like, okay, so, you know, we need to know if you're going to plan on coming back or not so that we can draft a contract or not. And so I told them, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out. And that didn't kind of that didn't just kind of come about at that meeting. I was going to daily mass and this particular day I sat down and I looked to my left and there's a picture of the divine mercy. Right. And so we have Jesus and blood and water and all that stuff. And at the bottom of the image, it says, Jesus, I trust in you. And at that moment, it wasn't like, all right, here I go. It was more like a I had a sense of peace. And. That's it. You know, it's just that sense of peace that came about. And I said, I, I, I think I know what to do. And it scared the crud out of me because, like I said, I, I'm married. I got three kids. You know, I have to provide. And as a father, that's kind of a scary thing to just kind of say, hey, I'm out without having another job lined up. It's I, I think I, I would if it wasn't for that experience, I would think that's freaking irresponsible. You shouldn't do that. Oh, but it, it was a decision that was made at mass in peace. And I had no doubt that I was going to have that job. Lo and behold, I got the, I got the job. I've been driving an hour and 15 minutes to work every single uh, day that I go to work. Sorry, there's a helicopter going back. <laughs> I was like, you were like, I was driving to work and then we got a helicopter sound effect. And I thought you were about to say now, because I make so much money at my public school, I bought a helicopter and I land on top of the gym. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> But that's no, that was just a helicopter going about because that's what happens whenever we're recording something. It's and Satan's so helicopter. We need to pray against it. And here we are. You know, like I have I have the job and I used to drive an hour and a half. Now I I can walk 15 minutes. I won't. I'm going to drive three minutes, but I could potentially walk 15 minutes to get to work. It's, and, it's, and just, it's just good just to know as a good Catholic man, like there's a good decision I could make, but I'm going to do the lazy one. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. Preach. <laughs> no, that's that's great though, man. Like I know that feeling. Like I, I quit a job. I always said I wouldn't do that, right? I always said I wouldn't quit a job uh, without having mm-hmm. another one lined up, and and I did it, yeah. and and God totally blessed me in that. So um, I'm happy for you that you got the job. I'm happy for your family, and I know that uh, it's going to be good for you guys financially. It's going to be good for you guys with your time. So yeah, dude, thanks for coming on today. Um, I appreciate no it. Can I comment on one more thing? Because you were, you were talking about something that's my bread and butter. You're talking about Genesis chapter three. Do it. And if I could potentially make a connection right there, because when you're talking about trust, when you're talking about Adam and Eve and, and how they didn't trust in God, that's one of the greatest stories because that basically sets the tone for the rest of scripture. Because if we read the Bible, if you listen to enough or if you read enough Scott Hahn books, you see that all the Bible is, is a bunch of times what the father saying, do you trust me? The people saying yes, and then failing to do so. And then him giving us time and time again, another opportunity to trust in him. 
And that's basically the thing that we don't learn. You know, we're always not listening. We're always not trusting. And then that's why Jesus comes around. You know, from the very beginning, when he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers, he will strike at your head while you strike at his heel. That's all about trust. Because at that point, we're, we're supposed to be taking that to, to heart and we're supposed to be thinking about, you know, how much do I trust God? Do I trust that the father will keep his promises? Do I trust that the father really does care for me more than he cares about the birds in the sky and the beasts in the field? You know, do we really trust? And that's all that I was thinking when I was going through this. And hopefully, you know, it can it can be a little bit of encouragement to those who are listening to to know that God does always work in our best interest. And I had to do I had to keep that in mind because I was putting in all my students, Jeremiah 29, 11, Jeremiah 29, 11, all in their yearbooks, because it's something that I needed to hear. It's something that I needed to live. And if I'm going to keep going with this evangelization process of, of having a podcast and of living the life of a Catholic man, that, that's one of the things that I need to not just read about, not just write about, not just speak about, but to be about. Don't just talk about it, be about it. It's my favorite life saying. I actually um, have it tattooed on my left pinky toe. Dude, thanks for coming on. See what I did there? Great, great plugs for uh, Scott Vaughn mm-hmm. Hooks, by the way. Oh, no problem. He owes me. He owes you now. Uh, he where, owes where, me nothing. <laughs> where, where can people, where you know, can people find you? Where can people? Guys, I'm trying to end the interview. Stop talking. Adrian. I'm trying to stop you from ending. I don't Adrian. want to leave. Adrian. They can listen to your show. How can they listen to your show? They can just Google Dude Catholic. We don't have a website. We don't want your money. Just come on over. Go to Podcast Land, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. Uh, what's the other one? Spotify. I forget which other one. Yeah, where people listen to podcasts. Dude, thanks for coming on. We got to get out of here, man. You're absolutely killing me. And Sean McAfee. But but hey, I do have to thank you. You gave us the greatest Sean McAfee moment in show history of all time. Thanks a ton, Adrian. Uh, Guys, Sean and I will be right back. Uh, Hopefully, he won't be muted for that segment. Don't go anywhere. Sean, have you ever been in a commercial before? No. Would you like to be? I don't know. Well, well you're already important. in one, so it's too ah. bad. I didn't ask for permission. I only ask for apologies. I want you to apologize to me. Uh, so um, do you have um, feet that you need to apologize for? Yes. Uh, yeah, me too. I have to cover my feet. And the best thing to cover my feet, socks from SockReligious.com. But don't go to that URL because then you won't get the discount. Go to ForteCatholic.com slash socks and you could get the absolute coolest Catholic socks in the entire world. They've got your favorite saints. They've got your favorite church things. Everything that is beautiful is found on feet. That's a weird thing to say, but I'm going to keep it. Sean, do you like socks? Keep your socks on, Taylor. Okay, you heard it here first. That is Sean's opinion on socks. Let's just get back to the show because this is going fantastic. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, joined by co-host for today, Actually in America, the one, the only... The bearded, the witty, and the ridiculously yelling Sean McAfee. Oh, you're definitely still muted. I, I I unmuted you now. You always talk over my intro, so I decided to take you out, and then I didn't do it right. That makes me sad. You know what makes me sad? Uh, sad uh, squirrels. That's actually what I was going to say. That's really strange. Let's move on. Whenever I say to you, Mr. McAfee, what is your spirituality type? Do you have any idea what that means? Are you talking about spiritual gifts? No, not spiritual gifts. I've asked you that question before, though, so that's a good good way to think about it. But, like, for instance, we have, oh, like, get it. like, the mystics, right? Like, that's their spirituality. Or you have, like, the spirituality of different, like, religious orders, right? Some are more contemplative. Some are, like, the order of preachers. Some are, like, what is your spirituality? Do you have any idea? I belong to the order of preachers as a third order tertiary. But, you know, other than that, um, I've tried to learn from all the saints. Oh, look at me. I look from all the saints, and I also like to whisper into my microphone. Okay, so uh, there's this thing that I've done called a spirituality test, okay? And it kind of put all of these spiritualities into four categories, okay? Was it on BuzzFeed? 
It was not on BuzzFeed. It was on the Catholic version of BuzzFeed, Epic Pew. You ever heard of it? Uh, yes. It actually wasn't there. It was something. It was in something super holy. There are these four types of spiritualities, okay? And we all have parts of these, but we all like have inclinations towards mainly one and then a secondary one. I'm going to open this up and kind of share what it taught me about myself and how I kind of want to grow and how this this like reality can help us. So there is a test. I'm sure you can find it. I'll try to link it in the show notes. But uh, I think most people will probably know it about themselves. So spirituality type one is the intellectual. This is all how like we encounter God. That's what I mean by like, what's your spirituality? How do we usually encounter God? We know this one isn't yours because we've heard you speak. We know that intellect isn't your forte, but for the ones, the intellect is like how you get to know God. So you think like you read books, you get to know more about God. Like the big saying here is like every new thing you learn about God is another reason to love him. Right? So we kind of grow in our relationship and come to know God more through our intellect. Okay, so the second group is coming to know God through the heart, like through feeling, through relationships. So these are the people that are like, I find God within community, or like find God primarily within community, um, like sharing life together, sharing faith together. Usually there's some kind of uh, emotional connection, like praise and worship, like that sort of thing, right? Is this making sense so far? It is. Okay, the threes are like the more contemplatives, the people who like quiet time of prayer. You think like a lot of like nuns and 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 uh, and monks like going off to pray, uh, that sort of thing. And then the fourth kind is a movie that came out in the late 1990s. I'm just kidding. The fourth spirituality type. <laughs> I liked that joke, and no one else, no one's probably even heard of, heard of that movie. Okay, the fourth kind is the people who experience God through action, through service, right? So these are the people like your mother, Teresa, like people who encountered God in one another, like encountered God <clears throat> in serving the poor, in, in making the world a better place, right? So th- okay. those are the four. What do you think is your number one? Like, this is where I connect with God the most. It's definitely the intellectual. I think I spiral towards the rest of them, but um, the common thread amongst all of them is uh, is intel- intellectualism, because that's how I converted. That's how I continue to learn about God. And like you said, there's no, no better way to summarize it in six six words is that uh, the, more I, the more I learn about him, the more I love him. And that's why I made the joke, because I actually kind of figured that one was yours, because I know I know you, I know your story, and that like you had questions, if not objections, whenever you were becoming Catholic, and you like yeah. literally learned from these great minds, right? Uh, right? For me, I first took this when I was in college, and I had my conversion at a youth conference, and that continued to grow at a youth group. So like community was a huge part of me growing in my faith and that like I work better when like we as a group are growing in faith together and like my individual faith is growing in step with that. Right. Um, my secondary one was the four, like the action, like let's go do stuff. Let's go do ministry. Let's go do these things. And like, I experience God by serving him. Yep. Um, so that's my secondary. What's your secondary? I'm going to have to go with the same exact one, serving others and serving the church. Really. I believe that you know scripture is correct. Whenever it says, when Christ tells him that when you do the, to the least of these, you do unto me. And so even though the church isn't necessarily the least of these, what I try to do is cut out a lot of more of the things that aren't contributing to God and his kingdom and try to make room for things that do like more writing, more podcasting, more things that are evangelizing people of our generation. So I'm wondering if we share the, the least one. What is the one that comes the least to you, like the least easily to you? What did you say was the third one? The third one's like the contemplative silence, quiet prayer. What was the second? Uh, like my first one. So like the uh, oh feeling, it, yeah. yeah. Like and through this the heart. is kind of thinking of my Myers Briggs personality, even though it's not one hundred percent accurate. I'd say the second one, you know, feeling and emotion, um, experiencing God like that. That that's probably not my strong suit. Yeah, he that's did. probably because intellectualism is my very first. Right, that makes sense. That makes sense, and he, he gave you zero feelings. So uh, I'm very happy that we that we got through this. What's cool about this is like when I experienced this for the first time, what they did, we took the test, we got our results. They explained the results, kind of like what we've done so far. And then what they did is they had a split throughout the room. Like, what is your number one? You go to that. Ones go to that corner. Twos go to that corner, and so on. 
and what they they had a couple of questions for us and like we were all college kids and like I've done this with the, with the Ablaze staff and it's kind of fun you kind of build this competition like oh who's the best right because everybody always thinks they're the best the heady smart people always think like oh we're so much smarter than everybody else like we get it the heart people are like yeah but you don't get it like you know about God but you don't know God like I do yeah. in my heart and then you got the threes that are over like y'all are like none of y'all are as holy as me. Like, I'm the one praying all the time. And you got the fours. It's like, y'all don't even do anything. Like, y'all, like, love God, but, like, I'm the one over here doing stuff. So it's always fun in a room to, like, have people kind of be like, I'm the best. I'm the best. This is why yours. And then they, it got to even more where it was like, okay, why are you the way you are? Which I get asked all the time, but that's a whole, whole different <laughs> subject. Okay, who are your heroes? The Saints are our heroes. So like, who are your heroes you are the one. Who are some of the heroes of the the spirituality type ones? Thomas Aquinas. Um, a lot of the, actually the saints of this week, Irenaeus, um, Cyril, the scholarly saints, really, Augustine. All the doctors. I mean, like, you, you got a ton there, right? And then the twos, yeah. you've got, like, the St. Francis of Assisi. And the threes, you've got all the contemplatives, right? Like, all the nuns that had these, like, super like spiritual experience, like, mystic experiences. John of the Cross. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, like, St. Joan of... I thought you were about to say Joan of Arc for the next one. Like, Joan of Arc, like, the fours, that action. Let's take action. Uh, we already yeah. mentioned earlier Mother Teresa. Uh, these people right. who are taking their faith and they're leaving leading charges for people and like serving God in other people. And then it's like, so we, we get all worked up and we're like, Oh, my saints, the best, my saints, the best. This is And we all like connect with those people because this is how we experience God. And then like, after we're all riled up, the person leading this ex- experiment was like, okay, guys, uh, let's answer one question together. Which one was Jesus? <laughs> oh, he's, <laughs> he's all of them. Right. <laughs> So for the ones, like, you think of, like, Jesus as a child in the temple, teaching the scholars and the rabbis, like, all this great stuff. And then you've got the the twos. It's like, God, Jesus literally, like, let the children come to me, spending time with sure. people, how he interacted with the with the woman at the well. Uh, right. you, you've got, like, the, the three, like, where he went off alone to pray, to go. Mm-hmm. Ha- and, like, what's cool is, like, we get snapshots into that into what that, like, the transfiguration is a snapshot into his private prayer. We see it in the Garden of Gethsemane. And then the fours, like, I don't know if you've heard about this, but he started an organization that's doing, that's that's done some pretty pretty good, much good in the world, right? It's been around for a while. Yeah, uh, 2,000 years, longest uh, running institution in the entire history of the world. There's 1.2 billion followers now. Like, he did a lot of things. You're like, <laughs> I, I was going to say smaller actions, but smaller in comparison to building the Catholic Church, the feeding of the 5,000. Like something practical that he that he did, the healings, that sort of thing. Right? And it was through him that the whole world was created. Right. He's 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 pretty amazing. I don't I don't know if uh, people have heard this before, but uh, you, uh, it's my hot take for the day. Jesus is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that you've you've heard this for the first time, what are some of the insights that you have? Because you are the intellect. Like I'm the two trying to explain all of this. Like, what are some of the insights that you have? It's like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. I was actually wondering what you would say when you got to number three, contemplative. I wasn't really sure that you would be able to find a good example of that, you know, in the narratives that we find in the gospels. I'm thinking, well, how is he really like experiencing? I mean, and, and this is silly because he experienced suffering in the in the passion. But prior to that, how did he experience suffering? You know, and I'm thinking of St. John of the Cross, or I'm thinking of Teresa of Avila, who would talk about the interior castle and talk about people going through the different mansions to get into the inner room of the castle. Well, Jesus was already on the inner room. But I, th- I thought you nailed it right on the head. Yeah, you get these snapshots like the Transfiguration and Gethsemane. This, you, you won me over, Taylor. That, that's definitely a contemplative, contemplative style that brings us into a, a very deep relationship rooted in prayer that really brings forth not just miracles and whatnot, but really deep brings forth a deeper appreciation for who God is through prayer. Yeah, for sure. And like what this, what this has done for me and like the whole reason that I brought it up today is that uh, like when I first heard this, it was, it was first of all, like self-revelatory. Like I was able to see something about myself and be like, Oh, like this is, this is cool. This is kind of why I experienced God this way and like why I struggle with the intellectual stuff when I took it the first time. I struggle, still struggle today with the contemplative side, right? So, like, what are the the action items from this? Like, what are we supposed to do with this information? And what the person leading this said, and, like, what has really worked in my life is that 
however God made you is the way that he made you on purpose. So like for me, like a two at heart, that's the kind of stuff that God really wants to, to interact with him in that way. But at the same time, if we want to be more like Jesus, we need to grow in the other three sections, right? Like the same for you, like the intellect comes first, but it's like, we need to learn to grow in the other, in the other side. So like, what's cool is like, I've been taking this test every couple of years for the last like 10. And what's really, really neat is after like, I went to undergrad, I finished undergrad and I, and I went to grad school and I like, I started learning a lot more. Like my one score had increased a lot. And it's like, like I, I literally did things in particular to grow in like my intellect and that part of my faith. And then like the, the weakest one now is the contemplative. And it's not to say like, oh, the weak one, don't go do that one all the time. <laughs> that's not what, right. that's not how you're, how you're built, how you're wired. But there is a challenge there to try to add a little bit more of that into your life incrementally. Right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Why would you want to ju- just perform one of the types of imitations of Christ? You should perf- try to perform all of them cool. while being comfortable with who you are. Right, exactly. Well, that's all we have time for today. Shawnee, I love having you on. This was an absolute blast. Thanks for coming on the show today. You want the laugh again? I do. I can't. Okay. Next time. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will be back next week. See ya. John, do you want to know my favorite thing about you? Yes. It is the way that you know that I'm recording literally everything that we say. So most of the time, you've gotten very, very smart uh, in the last couple of months. And you say, Taylor, are we recording before you share a story that you may or may not be able to share on Catholic Radio? Well, the answer to that question is always yes. I'm always recording. And yes, there are some things that we can't share on Catholic Radio, either because of the content or because we just frankly ran out of time. So everybody can get all of this information. All of the bonus content, literally like dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of extra Forte Catholic with my great guests, my great co-hosts, also Sean McAfee. You can get all of that content at patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. It's the absolute best. Sean, tell them why they should go there. So I wasn't included in the list of great guests? Correct. Thanks. Love you. Love you too. Bye.